Greetings, everyone, and welcome again to another edition of OSI Today, the podcast featuring news and views from around the Office of Special Investigations. I'm Wayne Amon from OSI Public Affairs, and I'm very happy to be joined today by Ms. Jackie Dixon, OSI's Chief Diversity and Inclusion Officer. Jackie, great to see you in person once again, uh, especially during COVID, and welcome to the program. Well, thank you so much, Wayne. I'm excited to be here today, humbled, actually. So I look <laughs> forward you know, to conversating with you about diversity plus inclusion. Right. Now, let's uh, go ahead and uh, dive right in, shall we? Now, for the benefit of our listeners uh, who still may not be clear on exactly what diversity and inclusion is uh, as it relates to an organization like OSI. Uh, in layman's terms, could you explain what it is and uh, what it's designed to do? Yes, I, I sure can. Uh, diversity plus inclusion is understanding and respecting differences and similarities between people and cultures to create that positive climate in which all employees can bring their best and authentic selves to work. It enables us as leaders to leverage diverse talent in an inclusive culture to enhance mission effectiveness. But in its simplest terms, mm -hmm. diversity plus inclusion is, diversity is having a seat at the table. Mm -hmm. Inclusion is having a voice. And when we add belonging to that, that is having your individual voice heard. That seems like kind of a, a delicate balance there, would you agree? Yes, I would agree, yes. Now, uh, in your role as uh, OSI's Chief Diversity and Inclusion Officer, what are your overall responsibilities as the manager of such an extensive program like this? And having to get it off the ground from the, from the uh, ground up, as it were. Oh, yes, Wayne. That was <laughs> I remember the, when you took over that job. <laughs> you're absolutely right. That was the challenge. But then I had to remember, as so many other individuals shared with me, it was like my blank landscape, you know, my mm -hmm. uh, canvas to mm -hmm. kind of create what we wanted to create for the command, what was the best fit yeah. for OSI. Yeah. And so, I knew that you, you really embraced it, too, I, I imagine. I have. I have. It's hard to believe it's been two years already, yeah, uh, this yeah. month, December, so. Mm -hmm. But I'm enjoying it, and I, I just know that there's just so much more, you know, to come. But in my role as the DNI officer, I serve as the advocate to the OSI commander mm -hmm. and senior leaders. Right. And in that role as a DNI advocate, I also advocate for DNI resources, oh. initiatives, best practices, and education and training. Mm -hmm. You know, plugging into the big Air Force meetings uh, is crucial as a DNI yeah. officer because we need to have OSI's voice heard also at the table when we're sharing on DNI activities and what we're doing across the portfolio. Yeah. I also have the opportunity to partner with some of the MAGCOM DNI officers oh, okay. to create synergy across mm -hmm. the Department mm -hmm. of the Air Force Enterprise. Yeah. So it's been an exciting two years. Yeah. Now, uh, in in developing that synergy, uh, uh, have you picked up uh, like lessons learned from other organizations and things like this? And and I would imagine that's a uh, a big part of it because something that works, uh, you want to replicate. Yes, exactly. And you hit it right on the word replicate. You know, there may be things that other MAGCOMs are doing that just aren't a great fit for OSI, but it's great to have that conversation with each other. Mm -hmm. And as you mentioned, you know, coming into the role, you know, I had the opportunity to uh, benchmark with NCIS, right, uh, right. ATF, mm -hmm. uh, FBI, um, and so many other organizations, AFRC, ACC. Right. So it was just huge, you know, picking each of their brains and then pulling out those nuggets that we thought may be a good fit mm -hmm. for OSI and were foundational in us developing our charter. Wow, wow. that seems like a seems like a tall order, but uh, uh, I know uh, uh, 
you know, and we'll get into this a little bit later, uh, uh, you know, having a counsel to help you with that uh, uh, really must uh, uh, be gratifying for you knowing that other people within the organization think that much of that particular program that they really want to uh, dive into it, uh, you know, feet first. Yes, exactly. And I, I tell you, I could talk about the council all all day. <laughs> I will get into the I will get into the council. That's for sure. Yes, we will. Uh, now, uh, in the in uh, a winter 2019 uh, Global Reliance uh, magazine article, you said, and I quote, and I'm quoting here, Jackie, diversity and inclusion are rooted in acceptance and respect. And this is the foundation from which I will operate uh, as the DNI officer for uh, OSI. What made those particular words resonate so much with you? You know, that's a great question. And when I, I think about it often, why did you pick those two words? But, you know, I'll back up a little bit to just the word rooted. Mm -hmm. You know, when you look at that as something that's established deeply and firmly, you know, in place. Right. And this is where I see family, not only blood, but those family members that become family through our association and our bond. Mm -hmm. You know, people need to feel accepted and respected. Yeah. And when they do, it further creates that sense of belonging. And you know, yeah. that's so powerful in the diversity and inclusion world. Yeah. You know, that sense of belonging. And just like many of our families, we may not agree on everything. And we know that, you know, yeah. about family. Well, family members argue sometimes, too. <laughs> yes, indeed. <laughs> we may not agree, yet we should feel safe to voice our thoughts and feelings and to seek a better understanding of each other's viewpoints. Mm -hmm. So that's why I chose those words, accepted and respected. And this is where I want to remain as our DNI advocate. I feel that, you know, I don't have a door right now in this COVID <laughs> environment, but I do have a telephone. And right. I feel that anyone should be able to call me to just talk about DNI matters. What are we doing? If it's mm -hmm. not clear, you should know that you can come to me directly and just ask. Yeah. Um, the information's out on the SharePoint site, but I'm available to anyone, you know, 24-7 to talk about DNI. Sure. I love talking about DNI. Oh, yeah, yeah. And one thing that I'd just like to also bring home, Wayne, as we're talking about diversity plus inclusion, it really is leadership uh, focused. All of our Air Force personnel, military and civilians, are responsible for creating an inclusive organizational culture and do it in a way that is a reflection of our very own Air Force core values. Mm -hmm. Integrity first service before self and excellence in all we do yeah now uh backing up just a little bit jackie you mentioned the, the one of the key words acceptance and when i hear that word I, I think of uh back in my younger school days uh learning about uh, maslow's hierarchy of needs and one of them is the sense of belonging you know something yes. bigger than yourself uh yes. do you kind of see uh, dni uh, in that light as well i do i absolutely do when we create that space where individuals view OSI as the employer of choice, I mean, that's a win-win for everyone, mm -hmm. you know, a place where they feel accepted, respected, that they belong. And when you use the word family, that should mean something to you. When you bring somebody on board and tell them you're a part of the OSI family, right? you know, you're telling them, I accept you, I respect you. I'm taking everything that you have with you. Differences and bring all. It, differences and all. Yeah, I'm bringing right. it into this family. <laughs> yes. Very, very good. Uh, next up, Jackie, uh, one of the uh, initial DNI duties you undertook when you became the first uh, chief DNI officer was to establish uh, the formal uh, formal council that we uh, alluded to earlier to implement and advance DNI priorities throughout the command. What can you tell us about uh, where the council stands now that it's been operating for, uh, you said, uh, close to a couple of years now? 
Yes, yeah, so the council has been in place now for one year, actually, this past oh, August. Oh, okay, one year, I'm sorry. August 20, yes. I've been in a seat two years, but the council has been in place for You've one year. You've done enough work for two years, though. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like it some right. days, but uh, it, I tell you, Wayne, I could brag about the council all day long, as I alluded to uh, earlier. Mm -hmm. You know, this group of individuals volunteer to commit 100% of their time and effort, and that's doing their day-to-day -day work, too, oh, to yeah. this council yeah. so that we could move OSID and I initiatives sure and there is no way the actions that we've com accomplished to date could have been done without this council there's no way I could have gotten to them mm -hmm. you know by myself when I think about the drafting and coordinating and publishing of CC's OSID plus I action plan mm -hmm. um, assisting with the foundation of what will become our DNI video profiles yeah you know yeah. Uh, yeah. launching our first DNI or pride panel you know, um, back in June, and then proactively we're seeing units below the council level developing their own DNI committees mm -hmm. at regions, debts, and squadrons. That's how we know we're making a difference in the yeah. command with yeah. diversity plus inclusion. Sounds like it's really taking root then at, at that particular it, level. And you know, that was the goal. You know, when we yeah. came together last August uh, 2019, we talked about wanting to develop DNI practitioners. And right. that's what should have came out of it, and that's what's coming. You know, mm. as a result of the council and their efforts and the messaging that we're doing. Yeah. And I often tell our council, when you see Jackie and diversity plus inclusion, you see you. You know, we're in all in this together, so I'm beyond yeah. grateful for this council yeah. um, cross-functional team that I'm honored to be a part of. Yeah. Uh, speaking of uh, the, the, the workings of the council, uh, how big is it as far as how many members are on the council? And uh, uh, you mentioned they got some subcommittees now and what have you. Uh, so how many uh, folks are we talking about that are helping you out in this endeavor? So our council is chartered to be no more than 24 individuals, mm -hmm. and our council consists of uh, agents, professional staff, intelligence specialists, and reservists. Uh -huh. So we have everything within the command outside yeah. of our contractors who we also value, right. but there were just some limitations within the charter for sure. contractors sure. to participate. Sure. But contractors by all means are able to participate at their lower levels, you know, the units, the debts, and the, you know, the squadrons, and yeah. that's where the teams, you know, that's where that volunteer army kind of comes into play, <laughs> there you, go. you know, yeah. because yeah. it takes a, a tribe, you know, to yes, move it does. Yeah. Uh, this yeah. effort and the council can't just do it alone yeah yeah very very good uh, Jackie when um, uh, OSI commander uh, Brigadier General Terry Bullard signed the OSI DNI Charter uh, in September of 2019 he charged the council with reaching goals for the command what are those goals that he wanted uh, the command to reach and what are the metrics that uh, you use and the council uses to gauge how those uh, goals are attained well, Wayne, you know, General Bullard was very uh, deliberate himself about, you know, the goals that he wanted for the council um, and for the command. Mm -hmm. So the first goal was to demonstrate increased leadership commitment at all levels okay. through deliberate engagement and accountability. Mm -hmm. The second goal, attract and recruit diverse and highly effective talent. Right. Third goal, develop diverse, inclusive teammates and highly effective teams. And then the fourth goal was to retain diverse and highly effective talent. Right. Now, as I mentioned earlier, this past August, uh, General Buller signed his diversity plus inclusion plan, which announced our strategy. Right. So out of that strategy has grown four working groups that we're 
actively, you know, working on as a council uh -huh. to hunt for those DNI indicators right. to assess for or to assess an identification of meaningful metrics. Okay. So the four areas that we're looking at right now are policy and program. Mm -hmm. Are there any barriers in our current policies and programs? Right, right. Uh, we are developing a pre-screening recruitment questionnaire, oh. you know, to look at standardization across the command. Uh -huh an inclusive onboarding experience to look yeah. at employee engagement sure and an exit the exit interview process you know standardization and consistency mm -hmm. now keeping in mind the diversity and inclusion council doesn't own any of these processes so it is, oh, is key right? okay. that we are engaged with our headquarters program managers you know building those strong relationships many of our program managers serve as advisors to the council under mm -hmm. the charter so we're working with these individuals so that we can get at those indicators to help us lay the um, foundation to track yeah, and mon yeah. monitor our meaningful metrics. Yeah, so we're not there yet, but we're getting there because our first outbrief is uh, within two weeks. Wow. wow. Yes. Okay, so we're looking at uh, near the end of the calendar year then? Near the end of the calendar year, we'll have at least a vector check completed okay. and then a decision brief in January with the boss. I see. And then, uh, then that's when the way ahead is... Uh, uh, pretty much uh, uh, set into motion? We're going to start announcing that. And, you know, it depends. If the boss is going to buy off on everything that we're proposing and he's aware of it and so far has given mm -hmm. the green light, you yeah. know, we're definitely headed in the right direction. Yeah. And as we talk about on the council often, oftenly, you know, the bottom line, we may attract diversity, right. but if we do not embrace inclusion and belonging, we run the risk of individuals not staying with the command. Yeah, yeah. I see what you're saying. Well, and that, uh, that was a great segue into my next uh, question, which is uh, you always make it a point. Instead of referring to D and I, you say D plus I. It's like an equation. So why is that particular way of talking about the way I would say D and I or you say D plus I important in your view? Right, right. Well, you know, we all want to have something catchy, you know, when we come into a position. <laughs> your signature phrase, right? <laughs> yes, you know, something to hang our hat on at but the end of the day. But I can see what you mean when you're talking about an equation, because yeah. for, for the equation to be correct, you need both things to mesh together, I would imagine. Exactly, exactly. And, you know, as I just said, it's our intentional messaging. Of um, diversity plus inclusion as an equation is the sum of who we are right. and the beneficial opportunities that diversity plus inclusion creates. Yeah. You know, it creates innovation, commitment, access, respect, collaboration, uh -huh. empowerment, accountability, cultural awareness, sure. uh, relationship management, and trust. You know, any way that we can operationalize inclusion and leverage inverse, uh, diversity is an investment in the OSI that we need. Right, so this is, uh, uh, this is really laying a lot of uh, foundational building blocks for the OSI of tomorrow and, and the OSI that we need as, uh, as General Bullard uh, likes yes, to say. Yes, yes, yeah. exactly, exactly. And we all bring a little bit of this with us. You mm -hmm. know, we, we, it's important that when we even talk about the word diversity that we acknowledge that it extends beyond gender and race. Right. You know, it gets into diversity of thought, that cognitive diversity, yeah, yeah. how teams, you know, mesh with each other. Yeah. Um, you know, our global diversity 
when we're dealing with our foreign partners, you know, things right, like that. Right. You know, how do we equip ourselves, you know, for this? Each of us have our own pockets of diversity within ourselves. Sure. Wow. It's, uh, uh, it's, it's quite an undertaking, no doubt about that. Uh, Jackie, former uh, Chief of Staff of the Air Force, uh, General David Goldfein, uh, told the March 2019 Air Force Association Air, War Force, Air Warfare Symposium that, quote, improving diversity and acceptance across the Air Force is not just about being politically correct. It's a warfighting imperative. Now, with that kind of uh, strong language as an impetus, and also what uh, current uh, Chief of Staff of the Air Force, General Charles Brown, has uh, said in various uh, platforms, uh, being such a, a big proponent of DNI as well. Uh, how does having leadership support like that positively impact OSI's DNI culture? Right. Well, thank you so much. And you're right. You know, hands down, our leadership team recognizes that everyone has a story. And it's through these stories that we get to know more about our teammates and their unique abilities. You know, I've spoken with our top four on diversity plus inclusion and from each conversation. Right. I've grown to respect and, and admire this team even more and more because collectively their efforts are ensuring that we, the OSI, are intentional and deliberate in our diversity plus inclusion efforts. Yeah. And it's indicative in each email that's crafted, each briefing, you know, that's given, you see the sincerity in all yeah. four of the yeah. leadership team. Yeah. You know, they're committed to this, they're focused on it, you know, they're hunting for it, you know, yeah. just like the rest of us. Seems like and it's really I, become a staple. It is, it is, and I am so proud, you know, of the work that we've done to date and I know that it's just going to grow and grow, you know, even more. Mm -hmm. You know, and as you mentioned, you know, Chief of Staff Brown, you know, General Brown hopefully everyone has read you know his accelerate change yeah. or lose yeah. uh, document yeah. but what jumped out at me and if you don't mind me just sharing sure, you know, pretty sure. briefly Wayne is yeah. our airmen must be multi-capable and adaptable team builders as an innovative and courageous problem solvers and demonstrate value in the diversity of thought ingenuity and initiative we must develop leaders with the appropriate tools to create and sustain an environment in which all airmen can reach their full potential, valuing the many aspects of diversity within our Air Force. And when I, yes, when I read that, and a few of our council members read it too, and you know, they were just as excited too, because here we come off of, you know, Chief Goldfein's, right. you know, Chief of Staff Goldfein's words, and then General Brown comes on board, and it's just like, it's, it's just getting better. You know, yeah, the opportunities yeah. are there, but we have to be deliberate in our efforts to, you know, tap into that diversity of thought, yeah. tap into those diverse teams, perspectives, beliefs, you know, we, we just have to be deliberate about it. Yeah. And when we talk about, you know, um, attract, recruit, develop talent, you know, ultimately, diversity plus inclusion is not a nice to have. It's a must to have. Right. And it's a proven driver of better performance. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it, uh, no doubt that, uh, you know, it's, it's uh, going to be a mover and shaker as uh, we all move forward uh, uh, from Department of the Air Force, uh, uh, Space Force, uh, OSI, uh, right down yes, the line. Yes, you're uh, right, Wayne. Since uh, now we're going to get into uh, kind of present day uh, stuff uh, about COVID-19, since much of OSI's DNI initiative has been operating during the pandemic, uh, if you will, what impact has the uh, COVID-19 situation had on the initiative uh, with respect to carrying out the charter for DNI at OSI? 
Yes. Well, like everything, <laughs> it's been a challenge. <laughs> but I, I but no one could have expected this. Uh, you know, when, no. when D and I first came on board here at OSI, that uh, this was an added challenge that was going to be uh, put into the to the mix. Yes, you're absolutely right, Wayne. But I, I have to be uh, honest. Even the the pessimist in me. Technology has been the game changer, you know, mm. under COVID, you know, for our council. We continue to meet and collaborate on ZoomGov yeah. or Microsoft Teams. So the impact right now has been minimal, especially okay. when I okay. look at during this time, we were able to get CC's Diversity Plus Inclusion Plan um, published right. and released, right. you know, throughout the okay. command, laying out his framework to mm -hmm. meet the OSI DNI goals. You know, and when the boss signed the plan, he also attended the very next council meeting. And at that meeting, he charged us as a council to breathe life into yeah. this plan. And, you know, you sitting there on the Zoom with the boss going, how are we going to do this? Yeah, you know, yeah, but yeah. we knew, and he said it, I trust you. That's got to that's got to really be uh, yes. gratifying for you and the rest of the council members to know that the, the boss himself is saying, hey, this is something that I, I value uh, and I value my people taking care of it for us. Yes, exactly, Wayne. You know, and as the, you know, the boss shared with us right now, you know, this is just words on paper. Yeah. You know, so he charged us again, you know, to breathe life into it. And we know from Simon Sinek that words may inspire, but only action creates change. There you go. There you go. Good words to live by. Uh, as we get near the end here, uh, Jackie, as another year approaches and the uncertainty of how long COVID-19 is going to be with us, what do you see that's next on the horizon for OSI's Diversity Plus Inclusion Program, uh, both short and uh, long term? Ooh, that's another good question, Wayne. I tell you, you know, short term. <laughs> With everything driven by, by COVID-19, <laughs> I understand the way things are going on right now. Yes, indeed. You know, short term is to stay focused on the action plan. You yeah. know, built within the action plan was the requirement to have it reassessed every six months to gauge progress and to identify any needed adjustments. So that's our short term plan. Sure. Long term is to continue to advocate for OSI's DNI Air Force. You know, everything is changing across the portfolio. Yeah. At Big Air yeah. Force with the addition of Space Command, yeah. our mission sets are changing, you sure. know, cyber is coming into play. Yeah. So we have to, you know, kind of stay focused on those opportunities too where we can leverage, mm -hmm. you know, diversity plus inclusion. Sure. You know, find those best practices and bring them back to OSI for replication if appropriate. It may not be a good fit for yeah. us, but we can always consider yeah. it. Yeah. And then build deliberate partnerships with our headquarters, you know, PMs, uh -huh. to help us continue to identify those meaningful diversity plus inclusion, you know, indicators. Yeah. Because we want future generations to see that we heard our teammates right now, mm -hmm. you know, and we cared enough to do the right things. So another uh, long-term action will be a de development of a diversity plus inclusion SOP. Okay. You know, so that yeah. we can, you know, put some accountability behind our words also and our actions. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Very good, Jackie. Uh, finally, is there anything else you'd like to add? You said a lot. I know, I know, I know. Right? I know. I feel like I've talked your ear off. No, no. It's uh, all, all good good words to, to, to live by and to uh, go forward with. And uh, uh, that's why, uh, you know, uh, you may not have uh, anything else uh, to add, but I really think uh, uh, you said uh, so much of, of worth that right. uh, people can really latch on to, not only in the command, but uh, in the Air Force as well. 
you know, like I said, uh, OSI uh, kind of picks the brain of other successful programs. There's nothing that says other programs can uh, check out OSI's and say, hey, OSI's doing it the right way. Why don't we do that? Right, right. And it's funny you mention that because we have had opportunities for other agencies to come to us oh, right? and just talk to us about our program. How did you get started? You know, what were some of your best practices that you learned? Mm -hmm. What were some uh, risks? that you were willing to take, sure. you know, or sure. you know, strengths and weaknesses. And we've shared those yeah. with each, you know, other agencies very freely. You yeah. know, there's nothing, no secret sauce here, <laughs> you know. We're all just trying to That's figure right. out what's best for each other. Very good. But, you know, when I, when I sit in this diversity and inclusion space, I'm encouraged by the opportunities and uh, benefits that diversity and inclusion has brought. You know, over the last nine months, it's been taxing for everyone, oh, yeah. you know, under COVID. Yeah the unrest, you know, in our nation, sure. you know, but each time, Wayne, you know, our team show up and, you know, as my mom would say, show out, you know, yeah, and I'm yeah. just inspired, you know, yeah, by the yeah. entire command, you know, I feel that we've grown, you know, through our crucial conversations, you know, having those, you know, below the waterline conversations yeah, with our yeah. teammates to really get to know that person sitting yeah. next to me. And I think, you know, never in a, a thousand years would I have imagined that when General Bullard and Chief Byrne Flint, you know, released the, the DO300 initiative, right. that OSI would be postured to have a plan in place already to, for our teammates to, you know, take that time to just step back and get to know each other sure. and develop that connectedness, you mm -hmm. know, that teams, you know, just organically you know, yeah, should strive yeah, for. Sure. And this is the power and the beauty, you know, of diversity and inclusion and leadership is mm -hmm. getting to know each other below the waterline, learning about what makes us really tick as those big A airmen, as yeah, leaders, yeah. as parents, as friends. Yeah. You know, what's really in our values, our beliefs and our perceptions. And, you know, asking those questions why, you know, remaining curious, you know, to learn a little bit more about each other. Yeah. And it's yeah. just been awesome, you know, watching how each of the command members have grown, you know, in that space. Sure. Um, I think in closing, you know, I would just say that in this position, I'm standing on the shoulders of so many other individuals that have come before me uh, to move, you know, OSI in the direction of the proper advo advocation of uh, diversity plus inclusion and seizing those opportunities to deliberately and proactively leverage uh, D plus I in defense of our nation. Very well said, Jackie. Our guest has been Ms. Jackie Dixon, OSI Chief Diversity Plus Inclusion Officer. Jackie, once again, thanks for taking the time to be with us and hope to see you in person again real soon. Uh, and thank all of you for joining us on OSI Today. For OSI Today, I'm Wayne Heyman saying, so long for now.